The Gadget Guy on Cambridge 105 Radio. And here's Robin Lawrence. Hello. Hello. Welcome well, along to The Gadget Guide. Number 126. Yes. Should we try that in stereo again? No. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to look at uh, online security and the privacy of your information and your digital footprint today. Yes, it's very very newsworthy at the moment. The the lights of uh, Facebook getting grilled by the US Congress uh, after Cambridge Analytica did a little bit of... Dabbling. He's had another letter, of course, today, hasn't he, from the European Commission. They want to see him too. Yeah, he's already said no to the UK um, Parliament, so... I think they were going to send one of their uh, executive team, weren't they? Well, some VP of product or, or, or an something. an official like. communication. Yes, exactly. Yes. So it's cool. Something Go. that says Downing Street on the top or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Mark Zuckerberg, who's of course the founder of Facebook, has been in front of US Congress. And it, it's been interesting. I've not watched the whole lot verbatim. But I, I listened, well, I started watching it and then realised that it's very boring to watch because you've just got basically talking heads and then found I could stream it which was much nicer because I could then have it streaming on my media-playing PC speakers instead did you, of... Did you stream it via Facebook? There seemed to be a lot of streams of it on Facebook. <laughs> no, actually, I used uh, C-SPAN, the Cable Satellite Public Affairs Network... Of the US uh, one. Of the US one, yeah. um, via TuneIn on Sonos. OK. Yes. But it, it's been interesting to see some of the questions, uh, and interesting from two sides, because, of course... Um, First of all, you get the side of it, which is, do the folks asking the questions actually really understand? Oh, it was embarrassing, some of the senators asking questions. And obviously, they're asking questions they've been passed by their constituents, which is sensible and the way it should be. But just, you know, get your team to vet these questions as to whether they're actually a sensible question or they should be restructured a little bit to make them actually coherent for a question that you're asking of the CEO of Facebook. But I, but the, in amongst that, and I, I agree uh, with you, there, there, there were some, some there were some really good ones. ones. Yes. Um, I think this this was fairly early on, and I, I think this was was quite nice. Which was um, one of the sentences, Mr. Zuckerberg, would you be comfortable sharing with us the name of the hotel you stayed in last night? Um, and of course, he said no. And he said the senator was, well, that's what this is all about, and that that is a whole thing about you know, Who are you happy sharing that yes. with? And I think one of the things, and we'll come on to this uh, a little bit later when we start talking about security of your information, is, is what do you share? And, and who do you know that you're sharing yes. it with? And uh, it was one thing that Mark Zuckerberg did make a big point of almost every other question is, you know, you do have the option every time you click post of deciding who gets to see it. But you have to remember that everything's going in Facebook's database. Yes. So even though you've said, I only want my mum and my dad to be able to see this and my family, direct blood relations, it still goes in Facebook's database. Their system can still do magic on that data. So they can still do interesting stuff with that to hopefully deliver you a better service is what they're claiming, but they can do some magic on it. Now, this is interesting because this this is one of the things where... Uh, any sort of an- anonymous use of this data can get really challenging because, for example, um, if I was to say, okay, you, you've you told me um, your age, okay, and Julian is an advertiser. Julian wants to target people between a certain age and a certain other age, and he yep. wants them to see uh, his adverts. Yep. Now, I as Facebook can say, okay, Julian, you give me your advert, I'll put that in front of people that meet your criteria, but I'm not going to tell you who they are. Correct. And this is the thing, because at that point, 
you've told me privately mm -hmm. what your age is. You put your date of birth into your Facebook profile. I'm not sharing that with anyone, but I am sharing. I am using that information to, to deliver show Julian's you advert. Julian's adverts or otherwise. Now, of course, Julian learns my age if I click on his advert. Or he, yes. learns, he learns that I'm in the bracket he's specified. Exactly. Now, if you then combine that with other adverts, so maybe, maybe one week Julian serves adverts for people aged 25 to 35, and then the next week he shows adverts for people aged uh, 30 to 40. If you click on both of those adverts... He's narrowed down the window. I now that he now knows that you're between... 13, 13 Yep. Um, and so quickly, you can very quickly see that this can actually narrow it down to an individual. So there, there's some, some really interesting maths that if you know someone's, I think it's their, their first name, um, what primary school they went to, and their postcode, that's enough to uniquely identify basically everyone in the... the I'm, I'm pulling these figures out of thin air, but it's something along those lines mm. of something that individually you would think, okay, if you give Does that first work name if you've changed country in your life? Uh, it becomes harder, but the, 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 the statistics are probably the but, same. But I wonder how different that sort of thing is to, say, what Sky TV does, uh, perfectly legitimately, mm. I, I hasten to add. They insert local adverts into premium channels. So, for example, you might be watching the Premier League game on Sky Sports, and in a commercial break, you could see an advert for uh, somebody who runs, for the sake of argument, a furniture shop in Cambridge. Now, somebody, uh, you could also, under their system... Now, that they can only do if you're watching via an internet stream. Well, yes, but the majority of Sky's boxes are, are connected, oh, yeah. and the Sky AdSmart technology is such that they could divide up a city, Cambridge is possibly a bad example here, but it could work. So if you're in a poorer postcode district and you maybe couldn't afford the, uh, the suite of furniture for the dining room, but you might want a couple of chairs for the kitchen you get a different advert. And that sort of thing... Or, you'll you know, just, or you just get the ad for the local curry house. Well, instead. possibly. You know, you're just getting the ad which is most suitable to you, which a lot of people do prefer. Now, of course, this is where it then gets really creepy. And this is where all of the discussions about uh, politics come into it. Because if you're a political party trying to gain support, you can then target your adverts to people's either people's likes or to even the contents of their private messages without being told what the messages are or even who you're... So you can have one advert, let's take the example of America, um, where you target an advert that says that you're very anti-gun control to people who have liked gun owners' associations, and you can target a different advert saying you're pro-gun control to people who like different associations or people who have mentioned guns in their private messages or any of these topics and, and of course take any other politically divisive topic and you can do the same thing and so you can split your message and target very narrow groups of people and use as a result of this you can have adverts which speak directly to individual people and by using this data you can have a very effective advertising campaign. And people, of course, say, oh, well, I'm, I'm ne my vote would never be influenced by an advert. Mm. Everyone would say that, naturally. But what you would do is have your vote influenced by, for example, what you believe each of the political parties stand for. And if they change their adverts to suit what you stand for, then effectively they are controlling your vote. And I, I have seen instances in the US where... 
Um, I think either congressmen or, or, or senators have basically, well, more likely congressmen, have, have said different things yes. to different people which are completely the opposite. But as you say, it's the message which to they believe audience. that problem person wants to hear in order to get their vote. We haven't even opened the kettle of fish of whether this sort of targeted message to people and shoving things onto their screens played a role in June 2016. Oh, uh, uh, with the uh, referendum, uh, of course. And I, I take the uh, I take the example of the US because it, it's what's being discussed. And to be absolutely clear, this is something that this is technology that is being used across the board. This yep. is not something limited to either side of the political spectrum. I mean, I, I thought Arguably, well, no, it's just the people do, doing it better I, that are succeeding. I saw, I saw messages both ways around the referendum time, trying to sway you either way. Yep. And uh, you know, I hadn't actively shared anything that should have profiled me so i got both messages which were quite interesting and i sort of think back and go so i wonder who got a stronger message pushing them one way or the other based on stuff they'd posted i wonder what they think of me i i liked all the political parties (laughs) for you know for editorial research purposes so you get this muddy brown and a a definitive color do you they probably have no idea do they (laughs) we'll be back in a moment cambridge 105 radio Want that traditional taste of authentic handmade fresh Chinese food? At Zonghua Snacks, we serve the best steamed buns, noodles, dumplings and traditional cuisine right here in Cambridge. We've even got vegan options available. We're the only Chinese restaurant in Cambridge to be recognised twice by The Guardian for our outstanding food. We're open from 12pm to 9 at night, every day except Tuesday. Call Cambridge 354573 or pop in and see our menu at 13 Norfolk Street, Zonghua Snacks, your authentic Chinese takeaway and restaurant, just five minutes walk from the city centre. From your business's early beginnings to the day you shut your books for the final time, you're likely to need legal advice. Woodfine solicitors offer bespoke legal solutions for every business scenario, from contracts to terms and conditions, intellectual property to debt recovery. The lawyers at Woodfines have a wide range of experience and can support you at every stage of your business's lifetime. We also provide employment advice support and advise on business startups or disputes. Your business will benefit from a team who are ready to listen to your position and who will advise with a tailored course of action. Our clients see us as more than just lawyers. We're business advisors who can help you find routes to see your business flourish. Listen again to us on Cambridge 105 Radio via our website and find out more at woodfines.co.uk. Read our articles in the Cambridge Independent or call us directly on Cambridge 411 421. When it comes to your pet supplies, support your local independent pet shop, Nutty About Pets. With a fantastic selection of pet food and small animals, we also have an aquatic centre with a great choice of cold water, marine and tropical fish. For competitive prices, fantastic promotions and expert qualified staff, visit your local New Look Pet Store, Nutty About Pets Hardwick, open seven days a week. Call us on 01954 214 530. 
On Sundays, be part of the Polish community. I've been in Cambridge for, what, 12 years now. Back then we estimated there are about 7,000 Polish people in Cambridge. Unlike in different places, they assimilate much better with the communities here. Marcek, Kasia and Monica from Polish Waves. We're trying to select the best Polish trucks for the show. We do old stuff as well. But also we play in the music, not only in Polish, but also in English, although it's sung by Polish artists. Polish Waves, Sunday evenings at 5 or listen on the Cambridge 105 radio website. Cambridge 105 radio. That's MGMT, electric feel. I really feel it should be called electric eel, but there we go. Uh, right, we're back with the gadget guide. It's Rob and it's Lawrence, and we're talking specific. Are we talking specifically about Facebook? Is it no, important to add to other networks at, as well? Everywhere that you might share stuff online, you know, there are other places besides Facebook. There is Twitter, there is Instagram, there is YouTube, um, uh, there's Google Plus, all, all maybe. Of social media, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Does anyone still use Google Plus? I don't know. Uh, actually, yes, because I've got a couple of apps I use, and the developer uses that as his communication to his customers. Okay, fair enough. And yeah, it works, and I think he probably gets less clutter that way than trying to post it on a Facebook page. Mm, fair enough. So, um, you possibly heard about this GDPR thing, and we've got adverts that run from some of our advertisers and talk about it as well. Yes, the, the GDPR, it's the General Data Protection Regulations. So, I guess the question is, what is it, and how does it affect the man on the street? Okay, so, this, this is a, a new set of laws, and it, it was... It was drafted up by by Europe as a whole. Um, so the, the UK mem- and all of the European countries. It's not an EU thing. It's a European yes. thing. And it was originally written back in about all oh, 2015. Uh, they finalised it in 2016 and said, "Hey, look, look, people, this is going to be a fair amount of work. We'll give you two years." <laughs> everyone's um, left it to the last minute, and of course, everyone's done the homework, <laughs> uh, the, the school homework thing, and left yeah. it to the last possible minute, which is why you're suddenly seeing all this panic. It's not new. It's been around for two years, but. Of course, it's it's been so. It's an improvement and a clean up on data protection laws that we've had for a long while, anyway. Exactly, because if you think back to 1841, that's when Dun and Bradstreet first started collecting gossip about people looking for credit. That's how long people have been digging into data. And of course, this isn't new even for the UK because we've had the Data Protection Act that was in 1998, the the last edition of that, and a lot of the principles are the same. You'll get people spreading a lot of sort of uh, fear uncertainty and doubt. Actually, a lot of it is very similar to the Data Protection Act. But the overall goal of this is to give people control over their own data. So this is living people, actual humans, as opposed to sort of legal people, which includes companies. Um, So giving you and I control over what companies and other organisations do with our data. So rather than it just being blindly sold behind our backs or used for purposes that we're not aware of, it's forcing organisations to say, hey, you're going, we're going to ask you for these things or we're going to buy these things in from other sources. So maybe if you apply for a credit card, they go off to some credit reference agency and they'll, they'll check whether you've got unpaid debts and that sort of thing. And we'll get it from these places, these sorts of data, and we will do it for these purposes. Yeah, so it's basically just making sure that the data is maintained correctly it's used for the right purposes it doesn't get used for things you haven't agreed to and signed up for and also it gives you the big rights of asking a company to forget all the data about you and to fix it if they get it wrong yes so for example if you applied for your credit card and they said oh no you've got an outstanding bill for uh, for a thousand pound to some other bank and you say no i haven't and uh, assuming that you can show that you haven't then you can force them to fix that 
Yes, and that's really important. It also means there's there's another couple of rights which are quite cool. Um, there's the, what's called the right to portability, which is that if you want to leave Facebook, and we've had a lot of people talking about this, um, you can say, right, I'm going away to somewhere else. Give me all the data that you've got on me and give me that in a format that I can take to somewhere else and use yes. it there. Yes, because you get this, I'm trying to think of a, of, of a similar example, really. Um, I guess you could download your photographs, say, from uh, Flickr for the sake of argument, and you want to take them across to some some other website Google or some other, photos, other storage Apple thing. iCloud. And, or you might want to do it the other yeah. direction to, to yeah. them for the, for the sake exactly. of argument. But, uh, now, a lot of the websites have cottoned on to the fact that they have to provide these tools, and a lot of it is now becoming regulated that they have to provide these tools. So if you want to do things like leave Facebook think about what you're leaving first of all and also think about the fact that if you're running any organizations school groups church groups clubs and so on that you have facebook pages you lose those if you're the last administrator the page basically dies yes. so, so there's good reasons th- why you want about to stay there not leaving because you might break yep. things so think about stuff beyond just your data but you can find your data just by going to facebook and searching for um what do you search for is, is the data how can, uh, well, yeah. f- first thing you want to search in the help section is how can I tell if my info was shared with Cambridge Analytica and Facebook will tell you if you were in the data breach but you can actually just search for download my Facebook data and the system will actually give you a large zip file with all of your stuff so all your photos that you've posted all your messaging if you've linked the messenger service on your phone to your contacts, that's where you'll get the contacts and all your messages. If you've also said yes to the messaging app to do SMS, because it's a nicer messaging app than your phone's standard SMS, this is where people got all freaked out about the fact that their SMSs were in their Facebook downloads. It's because you gave the app permissions. Okay. Yeah, most of this is why you know Facebook has the data that it does, because yes. regardless of whether or not we noticed that we were doing it, we did it. If we didn't read the yes. terms and conditions, well... Now, that, that's an interesting change with GDPR, is it's this notion of consent must be informed and freely given and revocable yes so now you actually it can't be a sort of a box that you hide away down at the bottom that you forget to untick. But does informed mean 28 pages no. of which it's a small line no, it's got to it be it's got to be. be common language it's yep. got to be understandable by the user it's got to be better than those t's and c's that we always click agree to but again if, you've, no got a, if you've got a, if you've got several pages it doesn't matter how much, how how simple the english is it and is how, a how plain. and i think people are going to possibly start thinking about reading their T's and C's more often and actually paying attention to what they've agreed to. Now, other services you might want to download your data from, Twitter has a download all of my Twitter. Does it? Yes. So does YouTube. You can, from Google, uh, Google have actually produced a a whole service for their suite of applications. Google have been very good on this. Um, Regular notes on GDPR for goodness knows how long from from Google. So Google have got a thing called Google Takeout. If you go to takeout.google.com, you can take out literally all of your stuff you've put in Google, so your calendar, your Gmail, your Chrome history, your uh, contacts, your Google Drive, your Google Fit if you've used the Android health tracker, um, your Google Photos, other stuff you've bought in the various properties and so on, as well as things like uh, your YouTube account and all of your videos. So all of those sort of things can be removed. Instagram's a bit stickier. You've got to find some third-party tools to do it. They might sort themselves out and, and deal with that in the future. Um, but, you know, check your social media. If you want to download it, if you do want to 
resign from it. They all now provide ways of deleting your account and getting rid of everything and hopefully downloading your data. It's also worth noting that if you don't want to actually go cold turkey on the Facebook, because of course a lot of us have got friends that we use it to stay in touch with, um, there's a couple of web browsers that can actually help keep Facebook away from everything else you do. So Firefox, you might remember that, it used to be very popular, Let, still went, still through, is, still went through a bit of a dip, a bit of a resurgence now. They've got something called Facebook Container Isolation. And that basically isolates your Facebook world from everything else you do. Well worth a look. It can really uh, give you privacy without taking you off Facebook completely. So, lots of things to think about. I think we might have to do another show on more GDPR stuff and more cyber security yep. uh, in the future. Don't be scared. It's a good thing, honest. But uh, <laughs> if you need to ask us questions, send an email to gadget at cambridge105.co.uk and we might be able to respond and give you some ideas. Thanks so much, guys. Back with a gadget guy. Well, possibly in a fortnight's time. It kind of gets a bit complicated for various things we're doing, which we'll keep you informed of in due course. 8.14 eastbound at St Ives. Slow traffic due to an earlier accident. Three vehicles involved around Junction to 26. So watch out for the temporary traffic lights on Newmarket Road uh, with Coldham's Lane. Uh, thanks very much for your company this week. A bit of a, bit of a busy one, really. We'll see you next week from four. 